What's going on, people? What is going on? This is your man, Six Man K Styles, and I know y'all see me by myself, but pretty soon you're going to have Mr. Mad Mike Sports here on some technical difficulties. But welcome to Cooler Talk Monday. As you already know, we're kicking off the week normally with the show going on. As you hear the phone going off, that lets you know this show is about to go on. And as we're waiting on Mike, you know, I got to hit y'all with that real roll call. And we already know what the roll call is today, and it is sponsored by, wait a minute, oh, High Quality H2O. Um, so before we go ahead and hit this damn thing up, we're going to get this real roll call. We got Curtis Smith joining us today. We got Joseph Thornton. We got John Rogier. Uh, we got Jerry Bowie. We got Isaac Crimes, Brian Peoples, Raymond Elder, Andrew G, Atlanta Nation, Michael Walker, Nathan Floyd, Georgia Red, Clay, J Dog, OG Big Sam in the building, D Coleman, Kenneth Lewis, Gabriel Lombro, Mr. Lee. Appreciate y'all joining us here for a second. I want y'all to let me know how y'all doing today before we go ahead and kick this show off on the right side of the game. Oh, man. But. As y'all see what we're going to be talking about today, we got about three days until NFL draft time coming. We still debating on who the eighth overall pick should be, which is crazy as hell because you would think. Hold on, on, y'all. Hold on. Hold on. Let me do this thing right. I might be, I might, I might, I might have, I might have some kicking here in a second. But as we've seen a lot of these draft talks going, and everybody's anticipating on who is this eighth overall pick going to be this year. Um, as to be honest with y'all, your guess is my guess, and our guess is fighting those guess, and which is guess. Is our is Rich McKay? We don't know, but this is not what we're talking about today. We're going to actually hit on a position here that we haven't talked about yet, and it's going to be shouts out to Mad Mike Sports and shout out to Jew Talk Sports, one third of the heavy hitters. As you already know, y'all show him some love over there. Um, today's topic we're going to be talking about. Will the Falcons draft a tight end to help pair with Kyle Pitts? As we already know, they signed a couple tight ends here and there. They re-signed Parker Hesse. Uh, we got another one in here. 
But are they thinking long term with a pairing partner for Kyle Pitts? Hmm. You can ask Mad Mike Sports. He did it actually. He did a ask Mad Mike segment video today on Trey McBride, which got us to thinking about this topic. You rang. You rang. I thought I heard somebody yeah. say my name. Say my name. Say my name. And if you've seen that song, I'm about to boot your ass out of here. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, man. What's going on, Mike? Hey, like I said, hey, everybody, we had the technical difficulties to deal with, so we appreciate y'all hanging on here with us. But man, what's going on, Mike, man? Uh, uh, we, we good. We good, man. Uh, I'm uploading the wrong picture. Uh, so I'm probably one of the worst people when it comes down to trying to talk and do stuff at the same time. I'm, I'm absolutely horrible. So, um, the conversation started with whether or not, um, Kyle Pitts needs a running mate. Well, if you guys have not seen the video yet, um, of course he does. Um, but that's not what I want to talk about real quick. Well, Mike, Mike, you look boy, well, Mike, you look like um right right now the way that background. I look like a space. I look like I look like somebody. You look like you look you look you look like a you look like a hologram formerly known as Mike. Hey man, that boy look like he about to come with a message, boy. <laughs> hey, I'm Elon Musk right about now. I'm Elon Musk. I'm what SpaceX? Oh man, shit, Elon Musk by he about to run everything out of here, boy. You thought Mark Zuckerberg goddamn ran Facebook, boy? Elon no Musk said, oh, "You got thing. wrong person." Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Mike. Continue. Continue what you were saying. But, um, honestly, I'm not. I'm. You guys are worried about um, the wrong thing. Like, honestly, I, I, when it comes down to it, I think um, there's one thing that's uh, irritating me right now. And is that everybody talking about smoke screens. You look like a smoke screen right now. <laughs> I know. I, I, I know. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to talk you through it. Uh, but... Um, this is a new this is a new camera by the way. Um it's brand new and I had to get the damn green screen and I, I gotta get the green screen set up just properly. Um I had it right, but hey, you know how cameras are sometimes technology. Mm-hmm. Um but um it's only a damn smoke screen when you know what the hell's going on. You can't have a fucking smoke screen when when you don't know what the hell is going on. Like we we talking about um a comment that I saw earlier when people were talking about it's a smoke, it's a smoke screen, it's a smoke screen. How the hell are you gonna have a smoke screen when you need every damn thing? So everything at, at this point is true. You got you got Drake London, you got Kayvon Thibodeau, um Jordan Davis, a lot of people. Um that's eligible to be uh drafted by the uh the father. So at the end of, at the end of the day, man, um 
yeah, I, I, I don't think there's just one particular guy um, in this draft that we can kind of focus on because we need so many things. Hey, man, yeah. Um, I can definitely agree to that. Um, but my question to you, Mike, and my mm-hmm. question would be to everybody here. Um, I see a lot of people kind of saw the thumbnails. And I know, I know we've been hearing about Jelani Woods here, mm-hmm. and everybody's big on Jelani Woods. But who do you think would be the perfect parent if they decided to draft the tight end this year? Who do you think would be the perfect parent with Kyle Pitts? Because let's get the backstory about how this offense is and how they want to do things. I know last year you had Hayden Hurst as well. They didn't mm-hmm. use Hayden Hurst like we thought they would, which was highly disappointing. Mm-hmm. But – as we already know, this offense predicates on multiple tight ends. On how they, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I get get this. The pro, yeah, I get. Yeah, so who do you think would be? Who you think in your eyes? Who have you seen in this draft is the perfect? Would be the perfect pairing with Kyle Pitts. First of all, we don't need another cow bitch. I think right. that doesn't help the offense whatsoever. The Falcons need to be what they are designed to be, and that's a physical football team. Um, so what I actually stated, um, and shout out to my homeboy, um, Gregory, Greg Lenore, um, a.k.a. looking by Lenore. Um, he, he's a man of many talents. Um, and he kind of brought a player to my uh, my attention. And that guy is Trey uh, – what the hell is his name? Trey McBride. Um, hold up. Is that a name? Trey. Yeah, Trey yeah. McBride. Trey McBride, yeah. All right, so I got a name right. Um, I think he's the perfect fit for what the Falcons need because we thought that – Hayden Hurst was going to be that guy that was going to be that physical guy uh, in that tight end position. Um, what I don't want to happen, what we can get the most out of a uh, Kyle Pitts, is allow him to be athletic. Uh, we know that he has the physical tools to be able to be physical, but I don't want him being physical. I don't want him continuously blocking, using his body uh, and putting his body on the line. I want him to be able to be free or he can roam, do what he does best, and that's be an athletic freak. So when you look at that guy, um, I like Jelani, and Jelani is a lot like Kyle Pitts. Don't want him. I think he's, um, a, uh, I think he's a, a amazing talent, but I just don't think that's what the Falcons need. We're talking about got to have variety. I always talk about um, got to be able to do and have multiple. Uh, tools in your kit. You don't want to just get caught with a hammer. You need a saw. You need a screwdriver. You need a uh, you need a Phillips. You need a flat. You need all those different types of tools in your kit. You can't continue to be good 
Um, you can't adjust to what teams are doing or adjust to the different types of cars for all those mechanics out there. You got to, hey, you got to have these different types of tools for each type of car. So when you look at what the Falcons do, yeah, we already got a tight end. That's an athletic freak. But what we don't have is that physical guy in, in this offense, period. And that brings us back to um, the topic at hand, and that's Drake London. Um, I, <laughs> um, Drake London is something we're going we gonna to talk about that too. But when you look at um, McBride, I think Trey fits perfectly for what? Because he, he, when you look at him, the dude is just a, he loves being physical. And what I like about him is with his size, he's played outside. You don't see a lot of that. That's kind of like Gronkowski like, where you see a guy that, that size, you see him outside, and he's running with corners. That's a scary sight because now you got Kyle Pitts, who's faster than him, but you also have a Trey McBride who can run but he's a physical specimen though like i i i feel i feel in love when i saw him i saw that guy is exactly what the father's need in their offense but see because he's completely different from kyle pitts i would say completely different but like his physical attributes are completely different for what kyle pitts is he loves contact okay yeah, I, yeah, I've seen, I've seen him, and the thing about him is, <clears throat> that's one of those guys that, what I would call a luxury pick. Mm-hmm. If you would have had, if you would have had the team already in place, he would like Trevor Brown would be what I would consider a luxury type of guy. I mean, yeah, you're right. About six five two fifty, but was about six four two fifty. Trey McBride, uh, that's Colorado State. Uh, Ray Finney, mm-hmm. he plays for Colorado State. Right. Um, I think with Jelani Woods, I think what everybody loves about him is the six seven two sixty side of the game. Like he's a big ass dude, mm-hmm. but his one downfall in his game that I that I know. He's new to the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Physical attributes all over the damn board. Now, I know we've seen kind of seen like the transition with certain players. Like we've seen uh, Antonio Gates, who went from undersized power forward to NFL Hall of Fame tight end legend. We've seen Tony Gonzalez go down that route as well. Um, But I think with today's NFL, I mean, it could work. Mm-hmm. But the only thing, with, but the thing that will save Jelani Woods is he is he is willing. He's a willing block. Willing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And somebody, hey, shouts out to Noah Tendale. He's in here. Y'all make sure y'all saw him some love. And I saw this comment here. And somebody read my mind. D. Coleman said, so we're looking for a toy Lolo type of tight end. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you're set. Uh, somebody has also said a uh, Fursker as well. Mm-hmm. 
see, they're, see, we have to remember they're bringing in their guys they're comfortable with for the competition. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. saying they're guaranteed to play or guaranteed to be on the starting roster. Mm-hmm. But me personally, because I know Trey McBride, he probably gonna be late first round, early second round, so <laughs> ain't no chance in hell for that. Right. <laughs> I got. Hold on, let me bring up my tight end list. I see people saying Isaiah Likely. Uh, no, that's basically another Kyle Pitts type of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta different. Yeah, you gotta like, like if you talking about somebody that you want, um, like I said, uh, Jake Ferguson. Uh, I'm really how Charlie. I, I like, Kohler. I like Ferguson. I like I'm really how Charlie Kohler. I I I, I will stay. Mm-hmm. Because he kind of brings that balance. He kind of brings that balance of a guy that's athletic who can block. I mean, he's not a dominant blocker, but. Well, uh, uh, what Arthur, you don't have to worry about because yeah. the way he called his plays is mm-hmm. always protection first. Right. Right. So, I mean, like I said, I'm not worried about somebody that's going to be like, oh, Dominant blocker. I'm just looking look for somebody that's willing to block. Mm-hmm. Who can essentially be a in certain packages the tight end one on on certain plays. But just think about Jay Ferguson. He went to Wisconsin. You know how physical your ass got to be at Wisconsin? Yeah, you got to be. You better be a willing blocker when you step up. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why. That's why I like Jake Ferguson because he your ass better block. But I'm surprised one name I haven't seen here is um and I and some people kind of got him ranked as one of the top three tight ends in this draft, and it's Jalen. Wildemeyer out of Texas AM. Mm, that one I was just, I'm just I didn't know how to pronounce his name. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'm just I looking at if y'all don't know what side I'm using NFL draft buzz to kind of look at list of they got list of all kinds of players and stuff on there. So this is a free plug to them. Um they got scouting reports and everything as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, Jalen Wildemeyer. He's kind of like the second ranked tight end on this in this site. Mm-hmm. So I do like Wildermine. I, I I do I do. He's one of those guys. Again, we talk about physicality. Me personally, I I gotta have physical guys. This is the <laughs> offense right. for him. Right, right. Hold on, we got a um, we got a. Oh, 99. Nah. So Jarvis Williams, appreciate the homie. He said, Mike, from all your shows you and K Styles have put out, you shouldn't have to work another nine to five. Uh, <laughs> We're I- working on it. <laughs> That's why we need y'all to subscribe. Subscribe. I got a it nine to five help. over here. <laughs> I tried to help a brother out, man. Hey, I got a nine to five over here too, man. Shoot, hey, I, I do it all. <laughs> But definitely appreciate that, man. Like I said, we we try to, despite of what we all doing in our lives and stuff like that, man, we try to get y'all the best we can. 
mm-hmm. with as much time as we got. Oh, just wow. just make sure you do one thing for us, though. Just one thing. Well, you see these people all come out out of nowhere and say they want to draft guys like Drake London. Yeah, just just tell them that we've been saying it for two months. Mad Mike Sports, K Styles, Philly Sports Podcast. Just tell them we've been on this Drake London. Everybody thought I was crazy when I first saw it, but now you see everybody trying to, you know, oh. He might be. It might be a scary duo. It might be a scary duo. Sorry about that. It might be a scary duo for Kyle Pitts and Drake London. But yeah, just hey, we 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 said that whole two months ago. Hmm. And correction, I don't have a nine to five. I have a five to one thirty. That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm an early bird, but. Yeah, man, and just like with Sam. Hey, Sam, man, you better hit that damn um elite, elite damn chat up. I put the link in there for you, man. Hey, bring your crazy ass home. <laughs> but um, like- yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Charlie Kohler. I'm I'm kind of big. It's two tight ends I'm kind of big on in this year's draft. It's Charlie Kohler is one of them. The other one is Daniel Bellinger from San Diego State. Because for what I've seen from him, he's the better blocker of the two. Mm-hmm. He has one of the best hands out of all the tight end core. He's just not athletically gifted as what a lot of people would like to see in their tight ends now. Like we got Cal Pitts, and we we got like I said we got Cal Pitts, and everybody say okay, we got the athletic tight end, the Isaiah Likely's, the Trey McBride's, the Jelani Wood. This guy's not one of them. He's basically one of them old school um, Jason Witten type of tight ends. Let's just say that he ain't fast. Mm-hmm. He'll catch that ball, <laughs> and he blocks. <laughs> That's exactly what you need, though. That's exactly what you need these days. Right. I mean, people get so cat like there's still football at the end of the day. Like when you look at Gronkowski, he can't he can't run. He's not as athletic as he uh used to, but he can find those open spots and use his big body to get those yak yards. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be fast as a tight end. It's just right. a plus. Right. And like I said, we're going to say this again. Y'all make sure y'all share, hit the like button, subscribe, D-Boy Six Man K-Style, as well as Mad Mike Sports, as well as our 95. Our- 95 away from it, all right? 95 away from 7K. So we appreciate that. And K-Style is about, uh, you what, 13 away from 8? Hold up, not even that. I don't even know where the hell I'm at at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm always it's, it's, it's seventeen. You at? <laughs> I don't know where the hell I'm at. Oh, right. I, I, but, I keep up with everybody's shit. Right? Yeah. But y'all also make sure y'all subscribe to the next guy that's coming up here. As you see, he's flipping it off already. So you already know that could be one of two people. <laughs> yep. Let me go ahead and bring him up to you. 
Bring them up, bring them up, bring them up. Oh. G. <clears throat> Sam. What it do? What it do? What's going on? Sam. What's going on, Sam, man? What you know good, man? Hey, I'm living like Mike with all these technical difficulties today. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Andrew G, but Andrew G hits. Hold on, let me, let me get this out of the way right quick. Andrew G said the 1977 Falcons defense is arguably the best defense ever. They only allowed 129 points in 14 games. Only reason they're not talking about because they the all they, the team went seven to seven due to a shit offense. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. It, that is the greatest uh, defense of all time. You know, it ain't no arguably it, it, that is. We just don't get the recognition because we we had a fucking garbage offense. <laughs> that's <laughs> really Not a spoiler. Those are facts. Those are uh, facts. Oh man. So Sam, what you got for the conversation tonight, man? I saw you say you wanted to chime in on it. What you got? I've been. I'm with you on the uh, Trey McBride, him and the uh, Iowa State uh, uh, tight end. Right. Uh, you know, both those guys I've seen a few times this year, um, and Ferguson. I think either either one of those three guys will be a steal. Okay. Will be a steal. Now, uh, I, I'm I'm there with you with not needing another cap picks. Cap picks is, is our unicorn. We need the other two tight ends to be traditional tight ends, possession and block. Mm-hmm. You know, because because the way we're setting it up, you know, like you know, looking at what we've done on the offensive side of the ball, um, we're gonna need those other two big bodies in the tight end room to help those guys on the O line to open up those holes so Mike Davis go average more than two inches of carry. And <laughs> you know, Nicked up, and you know, and that will actually set the edges for uh, uh, the the young kid we signed from uh, from uh, the Williams kid and uh, the the Williams kid. He just Mm -hmm. played in that 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 outside speed. So you're dead right on the type of tight ends that we're gonna need because we don't need another copy. Having one unicorn, we we all we got a unicorn in the half, okay, with Kyle and and Cordell. Honestly speaking, mm-hmm. you know, um, a Drake London. Yeah, we've been we've been on Drake London for what what three three months now. Months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought I was crazy when I said that. I thought I was yeah. crazy when I said that. Yeah, yeah. The rest the rest of y'all need to put the muscle down and catch up. Yeah, as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put the mustard down to catch up. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I heard that. You be sitting around him and you're waiting on somebody else to give you the info. They ain't got nothing to talk about because Matt ain't him. So, you know, you might want to tune in and chime in or, or just check a few channels because you're going to get the info, the facts, not spoilers, facts, right here. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. We 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 been on these tight ends, okay? You know, y'all too busy playing that. Do you miss my Ryan joke game? And you're missing a lot of stuff. You're missing a lot. That subscribe button. That's why you got to hit that subscribe button because you will not be disappointed on the information that we give you. This is why we have Wednesday night 
so you guys um, mm -hmm. can catch up to all of the draft prospects. And I'm telling you right now, Noah has them all. All right, so mm -hmm. um, follow us on on Instagram, uh, Twitter. I, I promise you, all you have to do is hit us up in the uh, in these DMs and. Yeah, we're gonna be good. So what what you got next for us, K-Style? As a newbie, I'm gonna give you the shameless plug. Yeah, y'all gave me the name. Yeah, it's OG Big Sam. Yeah. Show it is me and my little 10 sub subs. Y'all come hot, come hot, let me come. Hey, we got hey, 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 them 10 hey, them 10 subs need to turn into a hundred by the by by the end of the draft. Hey, good. It's called school. Mm -hmm. It's called reading is fundamental. It's called paying attention when people are trying to give you the facts. Now you keep running out here and read and, and grabbing these books and not open them. We open the books. We open the books. Mm -hmm. We open the books. We've been trying certain things that that repeat that that y'all miss. That y'all miss. Um, this the significance of the Tate sign that kid is six foot six. Pay attention to what they're doing and what they're signing, so you know the tight ends are going to be used if we sign. No, 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 you're not gonna do that. You're gonna give us our credit. Don't, 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 don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. Okay. Don't get it twisted. Don't try to say yeah, but, 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 but. No, we've been telling you guys for the longest that yes, defensively, that's where we should go. But don't try to think us. Don't try to say yeah, but no. We've been telling y'all about. We've been telling y'all about offense alignment. We've been telling y'all about defense alignment. We've been telling you about – I made a video on – he made a video on Devin Lloyd, the boy, the, 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 the king next to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't try to take it away from us. It's all on tape. Okay? Hey, hey. hey we up here. Hey. We up here. My game. So you guys can go. We can – Hey, we see you know, you know what that is, right? You know mm -hmm. what that is. See, I told you. You, you, Matt gone. You got to talk about the defense now. You got to talk about the running back room now. You got to talk about the, the, the receivers that couldn't get off the line. Yeah, Nancy. Now you're just trying to troll. Oh, oh, Sam. Oh, 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 Go 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 back to the Jacksonville game. Check my segment on the Jacksonville game. When y'all and we couldn't even get up. Man, we're pushing everybody around. When y'all was out here crying for sympathy for Cal 18. Go check the video, dog. Go check them. You see, all you're doing right now is trying to be a little troll. Facts, not a spoiler. <laughs> Facts. Oh. Facts. Hey, yeah, did, I, hey, I, 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 I know you did, Norman. I'm not saying that you did, but we we want it all. Brand new socks and drawers. I want it all, okay? I don't want half of it. I want it all, okay? We want it all the credit. We've been saying this for quite some time. And like I said, this this is not this is this is not honestly, this is right, this really isn't you know a segment where we can sit here and brag. We're gonna get to the next segment. Uh we're gonna talk about uh what the hell we got to talk about next. <laughs> 
I forgot. Oh, what I was talking oh, about. oh, 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 oh. Um, I know what we were gonna talk about. The the what what we what we saw in the chat today about they say the Falcons are oh okay yeah. we had the thirty two the Falcons are actually heavy on a running back this year but it's mm-hmm. the running yeah. back y'all not the running back yep. y'all nobody's talking about that nobody even knew they was looking at it. Mm-hmm. what running back would that be hmm. um do 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 y'all have a clue who this I'm running back curious. is. Is that the mission? No, apparent apparently the news come out that the Falcons are very interested in the running back from Virginia Tech. Oh Raheem, yeah, Raheem yeah. Blackshirt. Raheem. Uh-huh. Okay. I, about, I don't know why I was saying William Blackshirt. Okay, let me tell y'all something now. Give us a little breakdown of what he what he's all about if you've seen him, K Style. Well, so let's see, Raheem Blackshear. Okay, so y'all finna get a little scouting thing from me on the show live today, so mm-hmm. y'all gonna appreciate me for this. So <laughs> he's about five foot nine, one hundred and ninety five pounds. Kind of sound like Edo Smith a little bit, don't it? Mm-hmm. A little bit. But well, the, difference with, the difference with this guy. Oh, Reggie Ra- Ra- Raheem Blackshear. That's his name. He said Blackshear. That's how I That's how like some bad weed right there, but what the what? Blackshear. Yeah. I, I, I saw him against, um, against Virginia. Yeah. That's the one that I saw him on. He, he, had a, he had a big buzz, but I only got to see him once. And right. he, you know, for a small guy, he, he, he packs a little punch. Mm-hmm. See the mm-hmm. thing about him. The thing about him is, if you watch the Virginia Tech game, they use him in a lot of screen passes and a lot of swings and option routes out the backfield. Mm-hmm. So he, well, well, if I use an NFL comparison with him, he's basically James White, right? Mm-hmm. And as Falcon fans, we already know James White. We 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 ain't got to talk about that game, but we know about all about James White mm-hmm. and what the fuck he did. But we are gonna leave that alone. But like you said, he he got toughness. He he tough as hell running. And if you look at where Arthur Smith and how this offense, where he wants this offense to go, which would be kind of predominantly spread shotgun, he's a guy that's familiar with that. Uh-huh. Like you said, you don't have what it, what it is is you don't have to bell cow him to be no. 15, 20 carry a, a a game type of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can give him a total of ten touches on the ground, and you know what I'm saying, a receiving at the backfield. Mm-hmm. Right. So what's going to essentially happen is if they're looking at a guy like this, because they're probably figuring that somebody gonna already take James White by the time they thinking about it. not James White, but James Cook by the time they looking for a running back. Uh-huh. Looking. They're looking for a running back to move Cordero Patterson to exclusively play wide receiver so he doesn't have to take those hits. At least early. That's one thing you don't want to do so early in the season. You don't want to use Cordero um, Mm -hmm. that that much doing it. Let the younger guys, and then once the playoffs are towards the end of the season, and you get 
you know, making that run for the playoffs um, for any team. You always want your veterans to kick in then. So let the young guys, you know, let the young guys, you know, carry the team early, use them as much as you possibly can, and then let them vets mm-hmm. hit for I mean, the end of the year. They're going to touch the ball at least 25 times a game. You know that. Uh, I think they're trying to cut. I think I, I think they're trying to cut that. I think they're trying to yeah. cut that down. They probably want to do about ten. Because if you look at the run, if you look at the type of running back that they do have with Quadri Olson, Mike Davis, if they're looking at a black shear, they already kind of have like three different toys to play with. So what I feel like what they want to do with Cordero is let him be that gadget guy that you may use running the ball maybe three, four times a game. Because if you look at the beginning of the season, Cordero was killing it on the outside as a wide receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was the fact that we couldn't run the ball, and he brought a spark to the running game that they used him exclusively running the ball as a running back. Uh-huh. As, but as you saw after that Jacksonville game, the hits started taking a toll. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because they were going after that hurt ankle. That too. But you think about a guy that's a wide receiver getting hit by defensive tackles and linebackers for 15, 20 times a game when he ain't used to that. Oh, that's going to play a part in it as well. Ball now. I'm, I'm just saying. I, just, 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 right. It's not like we're talking about a small person. Now he ain't a small person, but still, <laughs> there's a big difference when you play wide receiver. <laughs> you right. Okay, so, so if y'all want to know about uh, Raheem Blackshear, he had, let's see, over a thousand all-purpose yards, seven touchdowns last year on 158 touches. So that's receiving and running. Yeah. And whatever else they may have had him doing. Right, right, right. So he's a said, like I said, he's essentially just gonna be a third down back. That's probably what they're looking for. A third down back that is a receiving threat. We know Cordero is, but they don't wanna like you said, they don't wanna tax him too much. Right. Uh, yeah. That they uh some that can break it down to like fifteen because they probably gonna wanna still give him that you know, run pad, you know, run receive monotony, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. probably taking 10, 10 touches off, you know, to stretch them out, you know. Right. Yeah, that, that, it, it makes total sense. Right. It so, makes sense. so, Mike, what do you think about that? Um, You know, I'm a rebel. I, I like to think a little differently. Um, I think this offense is going to be uh, a balanced offense. Uh, we're going to see a little bit of the old school and a lot of the new school. Um, what I mean by that, you're going to see a lot of um, passes out of the backfield. You're going to see a, a lot of uh, traditional um, trap um, plays run up the middle, a lot of inside zone running. Um, uh, you're going to see a lot of that. And um, for the most part, when you look at the 
offense in itself, what we're going to see um, with that, um, you're going to end up seeing you're going to end up seeing a lot of um, a lot of uh, running plays when it comes down to like you're going to see a lot of screens. You're going to see a lot of running plays with the quarterback. You're going to see a lot of plays with the quarterback. And um, especially with um, Felipe Franks and um, why the hell I can't think of it? Mariota. Well, I don't know why the hell I can't think of his name, but Mariota. Um, Marcus Mariota. So when you talk about um, the offense in itself, you're gonna see a lot of uh, different things. So like, I don't, I don't want to put too much uh, emphasis on whether or not like uh, is Mike Davis. We got a quarter. Uh, we actually got a question. Um, we had a question below that said, "Are we expecting Mike Davis to kind of be um, uh, if he's gonna play better?" Um, I expect them to because, for one, we got more. You got Ferguson, you got Kyle Pitts, uh, and you you have guys like Alden Tate. I think Zacchaeus is going to be another receiver when it comes down to getting uh, comfortable in this offense. Um, he's not going to be asked to be that number one or number two. He's going to be fitting in where he deserves to be. You got. Um, Quadri Olison uh, on top, on top of it. Uh, so you get a young rookie. I think he's going to carry the load early. Again, this is what I was talking about. You want these young guys to be carrying the load early. And then when things get going, um, that's when the veterans, Kyle Pitts, you know, again, he's still a young guy, but right now on this team, he's a veteran. So he's a veteran. You don't want him doing too much. You want to make sure that you get the receivers. And so I, I think we'll see a lot of uh, a lot of little different things uh, with our uh, with our uh, our offense. It's going to be a completely different offense from what we saw. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of smash mouth type uh, schemes. I think the benefit of it is going to be he, he, he also going to be able to be a little bit more versatile. Mm-hmm. His run, his run, his, his run back is bad. He's going to be able to be a lot, a, a lot more versatile because you know, like I said, when you have those two additional traditional tight ends that with the possession and blocking, you know that that they, they give help, you know. To the O line on those. I mean, what we what are we gonna be? You know, uh, zone zone blocking run scheme. Uh, it's 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 a little well, it's a little bit of both. It's a, it's more so a power scheme and an inside zone running scheme. Inside right. zone running scheme has a little bit of both, uh, which is a power and uh, inside inside zone running scheme. It, it basically just um, whatever is working. Depends mm-hmm. on the defensive line because if you have a smaller defensive line um, and a nose tackle who can't really 
stop the run, um, then you want to kind of use that inside zone run scheme so you can get to that second level real fast. So that, that it's going to be a little bit of both. But that power scheme is when you when you got it going, that's when you go with that power scheme because you know physically they can't outmatch you. So the power running scheme is going to be uh, uh, primarily what they do. But yeah, right. That, that inside zone running scheme is going to be the bread and butter for the Falcons because you got Chris Lindstrom, you got a more, uh, uh, more um, seasoned center and Hennessy. And yeah. I think Pittsfield is going to surprise a lot of people. I think yeah. he's going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yes. Play action is going to be a bad. <laughs> And up here score. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, especially when you have the threat of the run from the quarterback itself is going to hold them linebacker. It's going to hold that linebacker just a split second mm-hmm. longer. The, the threat of a healthy keyword. Eminem. Oh, I won't hit this one with Noah Tendale. He said, Noah said, Brandon Smith from Penn State is. He's the most athletic linebacker I've ever seen. He's extremely raw. I can take a chance mm-hmm. on growing to a fantastic linebacker mm-hmm. in the mid-round. Yeah, he, he's a mid-round linebacker because um only problem with him is will Falcon fans be able to gravitate towards him because, as we already know, they don't like Debo because they feel like he missed a lot of tackles. This guy misses tackles, too. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But he was, but he was people seven seventeen seventeen games in a season, and you know the man missed seventeen tackles out of hundred plus attempts. Seventeen, that's a missed tackle a game. And y'all out here wetting your draws. Over, over a percentage that you obviously is not taking into account. You 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 could be that man, that man had what what he what was it, 60, 65 percent of his tackles were 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 solos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 60, like, 60. the about seventeen missed tackles. The man with the tenth best tackle in the league. Make it make sense. He had more sacks the last two years than Grady Jarrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two more. He had more sacks. Tackles for losses in his position, but you, 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 you're wetting you're, you're wetting your draws about a missed man. Seek life. I mean, we Seek we gotta get we we gotta we gotta get out of this idea that players gotta play perfectly. Uh, my my biggest issue is that you're not supposed to make mistakes on it. It's called defense. Defend from what the offense is doing. A lot of times you're going to be one on one with guys that's two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're going to be you you what? He's two thirty two. Yeah, he about like two thirty two twenty five two thirty, and he's going to be going up against guys that's three thirty. They got oh, outweigh him a hundred pounds. And you y'all show. Like he's not supposed to hold on, Sam. Hold on. And you act like he's supposed to be you supposed to be perfect a hundred out of hundred times. 
that's not realistic for any linebacker. Even nope. the great Ray Lewis got ran the fuck over plenty of times by who? K-Star? By who? Hey, George. George. <laughs> Jerome, baby. We can keep on going. Even the great Ray Lewis missed a bunch of tackles. Right. It's part of the game. You show me a linebacker in NFL history that never missed a tackle. I got you some nice fertile swamp land over there in Nevada that I can pay you for a good cheap price. Yeah, shit. Yeah, you're right. Um, that, like I said, that's the thing about it. Deion Jones had one less sack than Dante Fowler had in the past two seasons, which is second on the team in that span. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Second most sacks on this team in the last two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they watch them 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 film clips instead of instead of actually doing research. Mm-hmm. One two plays doing out uh, throughout the entire year, y'all worried about that. What the problem is? That's just called that's called a spade a spade. That one play when they played against Washington, where he missed the tackle, they can't get that shit out of their head. That just keep it real. If that shit would have never happened, nobody even give a damn about whether or not he made he missed seventeen tackles. That one play just instant y'all here. It's just like. That one play in the Super Bowl, all right, where Matt Ryan got sacked that everybody can't get out of the head. That's it. That's one play. Mm-hmm. Because you look out throughout the entire season, the man led the team in tackles and losses. What are we talking about? Right. So go ahead and get that. Go, go get that. Let's get that. Get that. Five dollars right. super chat. Wow. Said whoever grabs Kenneth Walker. Oh, yeah, shouts out to Greg Costanza for this one. He said whoever grabs Kenneth Walker is gonna get a very least four or five years of elite running back production. He looks like a three-down NFL back. Um, in all cap letters, draft Jordan Davis. Oh yeah, Kenneth Walker got that. He has that patient runner style. I can definitely see that. It's just gonna depend on who he gets drafted to, though. Because if he goes to a team that got an offensive line they can't block worth a damn, then you basically gonna be looking like Saquon Barkley out here. That part. <laughs> oh Lord, hold on. I saw a car. I saw a car. Definitely appreciate the super chat, man. I was about to say y'all go ahead and keep them coming, man. Y'all. Um. Let's see. Hold on. Okay. We we got we got quite a few. Um. Hold on, I'm trying to find it because I saw somebody mention it where it was talking about him and his tackles as far as uh hold on. I wouldn't say Deion Jones got lost in the running game. Oh, here you go. And Gears Five said Deion got that many tackles because people was running down our throats. 
Well, Foyer got that many tackles because people were running down our throats. <laughs> and half a Hmm. Let that sink in. Now he's trying to throw shade. Half a Foyer's tackle was assisted, and they were going at him mostly. <laughs> that, yeah. Because I mean, if you look, if you look at the defense, how I play defense. Go, go ahead, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead, continue. Look, what you we, about we, sat here, we sat here and we did the numbers. We did the numbers. Okay. Debo did his job. Foyer was a target every week because his lateral movement made him suspect. But he got all them tackles because they were running at him because he was a but look, don't don't make me undress this man and he gone. <laughs> Y'all need to stop. You just need to stop. The three, the three, the the, 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 the three turnovers that Debo normally created, Foyer got because uh Dean Peace put him in that position. What he did with Debo, which made the linebacking core more versatile. But that y'all can't see that though. Because you're too busy looking for something to be wrong. Hey man. Hey, like you said, it's just one of those things where we get enamored by the splash play, that the like those turnovers and stuff. This is why Foyer was popular. And I'm not trust me, I love Foyer too. But this is what made Foyer more popular than Debo was because really where it started was that Cowboys game two years ago when he got all those those, those peanut punches on Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. This is where all the love started coming for Foyer. And Debo kind of got pushed to the wayside by a lot of the Falcon faithful here. Man. But if you but if you pay attention to how that defense is set, it has been the last couple years. One thing has changed. Dion, and like you said, this is all, and this is why we're talking about you must have your defensive line on point. Because if you have your defensive line, then your linebackers can attack the line of scrimmage and get those tackles within five yards of the line of scrimmage. That's what made Ray Lewis so great. He was getting his tackles at the line of scrimmage. That's what made Mike Singletary great. That's what made London Fletcher great. That's what made Jesse Tuggle great. Right. Brian Erlacher, Lamar Arrington. When you got those big boys in front of you. That could take up space and blockers. Exactly. So, this is why you see us talking about Jordan Davis and why we want Jordan Davis. It's not necessarily because we want him to be a pass rusher. He brought to do one damn thing. Mm-hmm. Stand your big ass there and make sure nobody touched the linebacker behind you. Choke the run game. <laughs> but we got another $5 super chat. George Costanza, he's, he's trying to be the MVP of this show tonight. 
He said, <laughs> I've been on other podcasts and been preaching Jordan Davis since September. He immediately turns our defense from mediocre to the middle of the pack. He can. And the thing about it is you 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 choked that run. You choked the run game. Uh and let, let me get let me get to this. Let me hold on. I wanna see what y'all what y'all think about that comment. Um, Sam, you want to go ahead and give us your take on that comment right there? Which is uh, the Jordan Davis comment? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, again, facts. Now, you put a six foot six, 335 pound <laughs> apartment building in the middle of your line. A lot of what we saw with them 2,200 yards given up last year, we won't see. Now, if you want to continue having SUVs and semi-trucks drive through your defensive line, yeah, go pick a quarterback or go get sauce, as y'all keep talking about. But if you really want but you want to, you know, play the game of football, which is stopping the run and running the ball. And speaking to the, you know, first stopping the run. Then you put up. See, we might go stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got stop, 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 stop. Sam, check, hold on. Yeah. Check the chat real quick. Check the chat real quick. But we're not going to do this bullshit no more. Okay? We're not doing that. Sorry, Ed, but we're not doing this shit no more. Okay? We don't cut. When you cut a motherfucker, you're not saving $16 million. Okay? Nope. You're not. How many times are we going to have to say this? We still had to pay. We took $40 million, okay? We took a whole lot of dead cap money for Matt Ryan. That money don't go away. Mm-mm. You don't save money when you cut people. You still have to give them their money, okay? So I I, I get so frustrated when people say, oh, well, what about the Rams and their money? They No, the Rams are just... We got to pay attention. The Rams ain't saving no money. At all. They got a lot of dead cap money. They got a lot of dead cap money. What they did is let Von Miller walk. You remember him? Yeah, he got a hundred and sixty million or some crazy deal like that. He didn't, they didn't, they don't magically find money. You got to get rid of players in order to re-sign guys. So, well, all they did was all they did, they got rid of Von Miller and they brought in Bobby Wagner. That's it. Bobby Wagner was cheaper than Von Miller. Okay, so they didn't save. They didn't save any money. They actually lost money with Von Miller and they brought a guy in. It seemed like all you see is a five-year, fifty million dollars. He's not getting fifty million dollars. Okay, that's that's not that's not how all the money works. And again, we see this all the, I hear all the time when people say, oh, what about the Rams? They said, yeah. <laughs> I'm saving money. And even if you get rid of a Grady Jarrett, guess what? Who the hell you got? Right. So why is it even a, why is it, why is that even a question? Why would you even say that? Who's going to come in? Kayvon going to play defense or Cause y'all don't want great, y'all don't want Jordan Davis. Mm-mm. 
So who's going to play tackle? Marley Davidson? The guy who can't stay healthy? Taquan Graham? Anthony Rush? Why, we, why is always the conversations about let's get rid of our best players? Let's get rid of Debo. Let's get rid of Grady. Why is it always that? And I'm not just saying you, Eric. I'm saying a lot of – I hear that from a lot of people. Make I, my, my thing is if you're going to present a question or a statement, this, I'm going to question, all right, why and how is it going to work? So – for instance, if we pass on Grady, uh, Jordan Davis, and let's just say we <laughs> we <clears throat> find a trade partner with Grady, who's going to be the pass rush? A rookie? <laughs> Sounds Gardner. I mean, because a lot of people want us to. A lot of people want us to take a corner. They want to take Ken. They want to take uh, uh, Derek Stingley. You want to take uh, our man Garner? Because I'm not calling that man no sauce, okay? I, I refuse to. They ain't calling so no how, how is that going to – my whole thing is how is it going to improve the team? That, that's my – all I want to know, all right, where you going to go now? Because guess what? Uh, there's no guarantee that Trevor Jones is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Y'all, ain't no guarantee. It's, it's, you have an impression that other teams don't care about no tackles. <laughs> Wait, no, Mike, Mike, it's, it's that same concept. When we go to play teams, they, 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 they literally think that the other team don't play defense. That we just supposed to go out there and go up and down the damn field on folk. And it's the same thing. It's the same concept. It's the same concept. It's the same thought process. Mm-hmm. They don't think that anybody else is gonna draft that person or draft that person right. or find that person. And like we got all the like Arthur is gonna pay eighty seven million dollars in luxury tax to be over the cap again. No, Sam, I got a like another one. This just this the last one I'm gonna say. All right, this the last one I'm saying. And this this is another thing that just racks my brain because it just filled with so much. Um, I just can't believe a football fan would actually even mention this type of stuff. Like, you gotta remember, you gotta remember who name that oh, is. You gotta remember I, who name that is. Not, you I, know, you I don't know. Give a damn. No, I'm not giving. I'm not saying who it's from. I'm talking about. I see this all the time. This is the stuff that we see all the time, and I'm finally addressing it. I don't oh, give a damn who it's coming from. These are the things that we see. He's not the only person that I've seen this oh, from. No, trust, trust we talk, me. I know, I know. We talk about Grady Jarrett getting triple team. We talk about oh, we end up with fourteen sacks. Well, it's easy to have eighteen. I mean, eighteen sacks when he getting triple team. Ain't no. We got Stephen Means on one side. We got right Kung Fu Panda <laughs> on the other side, drop kicking in the air. Kung Fu Panda, bring it on. <laughs> It's the comment that I see all mm. I see this comment all the time. That's called variety. We were just talking about this earlier. Having a variety of players. Well, he got guys. This is why I don't want another Kyle Pitts. Because we're gonna look if we kind of get ugly and nasty doing game, right? Kyle Pitts ain't the guy. 
be honest with you. Go ahead, K Style. Be be honest with you. I think I think a lot of people don't want to see that because it's boring. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what it comes down to. Bingo. So we can say because we can say, say we want to win and we looking to win, but it all depends on how you win with certain people. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I tell you what's going on, man. What you got for us? What I got for you. I wish my name would come up, but my name on here is We Cannot Trade 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 Anybody. Hold on. I got you. I got you. I got you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got you. There you go. Can't trade everybody. You can't. I know everybody. I know. I don't know who how many people play NBA 2K, but this thing on there called Trade Finder, it don't exist in real life. I just want to let you know. Right. Right. Come on, man. Like, hey. So, so go ahead, go. What you got, Devante? What you got for it? I just don't understand when it comes to people wanting to trade everybody. Like, oh man, look at how much money we've saved. Okay, but you're gonna have to pay somebody. So who are you gonna pay? Anthony Rush and his cousin? That's who we gonna play. <laughs> you, you, we already. Great Jared is already the only player that gets respect on the defense. So you're gonna trade him, and then everybody's just gonna be a non-factor. That's what we're gonna do. That's how we win. <laughs> We talk always talking about how much money is gonna save. Who are you gonna get the money to? And is he gonna replace that player? No. <laughs> That's common sense. Right. You, you gotta have a plan in place. When they traded Matt, they already had a plan to bring in Marcus. Do you think they got a plan to re- replace Grady Jarrett? Hell no. That's why they ain't did it already. Nope. <laughs> right. Same for everybody right. want to trade Deion Jones. Did they replace Deion Jones? Hell no. They ain't got a plan to do it. Who gonna they gonna bring in? Y'all keep talking about well, we could bring in a street free agent. He not finna play better than Deion Jones. <laughs> Come on, man. What are we talking about? <laughs> See, like I said, like I said, and I and I, I and I had the theory a while back ago. I said like this. The issue with Grady and Debo is not the skill set. It's not the player. Mm -mm. The reality of it is when they see these guys, the only thing they think of is 28 to 3. Yep. That's the only thing they see. Now, I could be, like I said, this is is my theory. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, so I'm, I'm right so and so basically, anybody that's reminisce of 28 to 3, we got to get rid of it because it reminds me of that. Because we know Grady played in that game, we know Debo played in that game, them the last two left of that era. Yeah, they got to do the price team turn, <laughs> bro. I'm just saying, like this, man. The last time Grady Jet. Last time Grady Jarrett was making an impact for this defense is when he has somebody that he can play off of. Hold mm-hmm. on, oh, okay, Styles. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta um, tell the people what you mean by making an impact. What I mean by impact is, let me use this as an example, and I might get killed for this, but I don't give a damn. <laughs> we talk about Aaron Donald, right? Right. But don't Aaron Donald always have a nose tackle 
that helps him as well. Mm-hmm. We'll never talk about that, do we? Right. The last time Grady Jarrett had close to five sacks in a season is when he had Don Terry Poe, when he had some type of defensive tackle that can do the dirty work for him. This is what we talk about. Like I said, you you get – and it's not – and like Mike said earlier, it's not a guarantee Travis Jones is going to be in the second round because from what I'm hearing – he might be gone in the first round. So, um, Travis Jones from UConn. Travis Jones. Travis Jones. Yeah, he a, he a deep nose tackle. Oh, okay. Hold on. We got a five dollar super chat. He said, "Stop with the sauce crap." When all Americans keep did he cover? I swear these fans be acting like real life is mad. Twenty two franchise mode on rookie level. <laughs> Hey, I want. I, <laughs> hey, they playing with the trade restrictions off. Ain't no salary, <laughs> no salary cap. <laughs> hey, they probably they probably have the C, ultra secret um setting called stupid GM. Right, <laughs> they, they be <laughs> making all kinds of ridiculous ass trades. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, when we talk about trading Grady Jarrett. That means, do you have com- do you have confidence in Marlon Davidson? Because I remember show the hell everybody want him gone. Nobody has confidence in Taquan Graham. Nobody has confidence in John Kaminsky. Nobody has confidence in any other the DNs we got. Who the hell trades just because they want to trade? Right. We just out here trading people because we think we can get a first round pick for it. Right. Yeah. What that, teams that, know? What teams know that you're trying to rebuild? They ain't trying to give you shit. <laughs> exactly. That, that be them both. That 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 when they play mad, they try to get every 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 player at ninety nine at every position. Right. Let me ask something to y'all real quick. <laughs> There's eleven people on the field at a time, right? Right. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, eleven. Yeah. If you are one of 11 doing your damn job, does it matter? <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. So let me, let me, let me, let me get this straight. So if 10 other people fuck up, it's your fault. That's, what That's how do. these fan base think. Yeah. AJ Terrell, I love AJ Terrell, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, if not the best cornerback in the league. Did we finish 7 to 10? Hmm, yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. It can't be AJ Terrell and Grady Jerry. It can't it can't be like that. Everybody got their job they gotta do. Right. You can't keep always nitpicking one guy and be like, oh, because he's making that much money. Everybody else needs to be gone. Oh yeah, that's right. Don't that's make right. sense. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the crowd that wants AJ Terrell gone too. Talking about we can't afford to pay nobody during the rebuild. You think people just playing for no money? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they just out here just playing because they love Atlanta hey, that much. Hey, look, 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 listen to this. This is that said if we let social media GMs become Astro GMs, the whole team and organization would literally be in. They would literally have to sell the whole world. It's a negative, it's a negative a billion dollars. That's what the hell they would be a negative billion dollars. And we have a damn stadium or a damn team. 
They there watch goes. them rebuild videos and think we can do that. <laughs> Real life. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me ask you a question. I'm gonna ask the chat a question here. So, let's say you do pass on Jordan Davis, right? You're trying to bank on getting Travis Jones, but Travis Jones is not available now. Who is your next option? We're passing on Jordan Davis, right? No, I'm just no, no. I'm I'm just saying because you know, so we we got we got people saying, well, Travis Jones is better than Jordan Davis. Let's trade back and get Travis Jones. Mm-hmm. You see, you always got to have a plan C, plan D, what's e, the plan? F, G, all of them. You got to. What, what's the plan C if Travis Jones is not available? Really Jordan Davis and Travis Jones. There's other nose tackles in this draft to me. I think it's a guy out of Kentucky that I would take. I've written his name at this point. Yeah. Right. Later five, on, if you feel like you can see, get a Noah Ellis out of Idaho, 380 some pounds. See, yeah. see, but the see, but the part the reason why I asked this question is because we hear people talking about nose tackles, but they don't talk about these other nose tackles. It's just these two guys that everybody's banking on. Mm-hmm. You know, one A or this guy. They're just the popular names. You know, people out here scouting on Twitter or just watch the senior ball and think that's it. Yeah. They forgetting that right. there was an East West Shrine Bowl. They forgetting that there was an HBCU All Star game. All that, all these right. players out there. Yeah, you right. you have Senior Bowl only East West Shrine only folk that come out here and then they throw some up and get the ball to hope it don't stick. Right. So this is the mindset that I'm saying that we gotta have, man. Like I said, like I said, if neither of those are available, who do you go? I see a few names here. Um. And most of these is guys that we already know that watch us all the time, and they give us names and stuff like Noah said, Marquand McCall. Isaac Crime said the same thing. We got Neil Farrell, John Ridgeway. Hey, like you said, you got to have a plan C. Mm-hmm. I'll take Philadrian Mathis. I'm probably saying his first name wrong, but the dude from Bama. Oh, for, mm-hmm. oh, for Darian Mathis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is, he might be gone by the time you pick next. So, where's your plan right then? And <laughs> There's no guarantee. I got a plan for that, too, because I think, like, I, you know, we, we content creators, we think the thing. I signed Eddie Goldman at that point. He's still sitting in free agent. Wow. It's actually, hey. Hey, it's right there. Shoot, you might that Chicago Bears connection don't just stop because of draft loan. Now, Keem Hicks ain't got a job neither. If you feel like you still need a uh, three tech, right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta you you have you have a lot you have a lot of guys that you can play at nose. <coughs> the thing about it is you don't want to just say I'm banking on this guy. See, even when we're saying we're banking on Jordan Davis because of what the information we're getting, that's what we're banking on. Mm-hmm. But in the back of our heads, we thinking it might not happen, so who's the next option? Right. That's how That's how you attack a draft. That's my thing. I, I just need to know what's next. Like, if you're just going to say, all right, he ain't worth it, all right, so give me a plan. What's your plan B? Don't just say, oh, this guy is 
worth it at eight. Well, you still got to have a plan. Let's just say we take a guy like Jermaine Johnson or Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau. So you still haven't addressed the uh, issue. Yeah, we can get more sacks, but we still giving up to 130 yards rushing a game. Let me say this. And uh, hold on, hold on. And chances are, if we do that, and chances are, if we do that, guess what? That means if we take a rushing in, that means in the second and third round, when you looking at Kyle, uh, we looking at guys like uh, Pitt, uh, Pickens, and you know all these tra- uh, trailing Burks and all these guys at wide receiver. Chances are, we not gonna be able to get them because we focusing on stopping the run now. So you're giving up a lot when you start that one that one issue. You're still having a major issue, and that's stopping. It was that's trying that's stop trying to pretend as if rushing the passer is an automatic an automatic um automatic route to having a better defense. It's, I, it's I think we should uh, when when it comes to this uh this fan baby, we should address that. When it comes to this value conversation, it don't matter if it's your guy, you need to go after your guy. I keep hearing the same thing about Jordan Davis. Well, I wouldn't take him at eight, but if we trade down, I'll take him then. But if he's not, what if he's not there? You just trade down for no reason. Mm-hmm. If he's right there and you're like, this is my guy, well, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to pay him. I don't want to pay him eighth money. It ain't your money anyway, so why do you care about what's in his pocket? I always care about, oh, man, he's not a top, top 10 money. I don't want to pay this man top 10 money. But you want to pay Sauce Gardner top 10 money. He ain't guarded a top 10 receiver in his career. Right. Career. Career. Dumb only get dumber. It don't get smart. It just get dumber. You signed Casey Hayward, top 10 cornerback the last two years. And you're like, we're going to draft another one in the top 10. It don't make sense. What's he going to play right. a slot? I'm about to say, you've got about damn 15 corners on the goddamn team. <laughs> You blitz them. You gonna put them on what is it is? Like, come so, on, bro. So, like, so, so they so already that. told you in free agency what they was about to do in the draft. Obviously, not secondary. Look how many players they put in there. So, right. so, so my thing is, if people, if, if they was gonna draft Sauce Gardner, a man Gardner, Isaiah Oliver would not be here. Casey Hayward would not be here. There'll be no D offer. There, there will be. No test Tarber. Tess Tarber, yep. Tease <laughs> Tarber, Mike Ford, Kendall Sheffield, all of them. All, all of them be gone. The mm-hmm. Fayette Pitts. There's, there's a whole bunch of defensive backs on this team. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I said, and, and I actually dropped a video earlier, and I see a lot of people did kind of comment on it. That's mm-hmm. why I said, would, like I said, that's one of those cases where if you're drafting a a, a sauce gardener, because I'm, I'm I'll call him sauce right now because people know him as sauce. I'll call if you draft a sauce gardener, you're you're essentially hoping AJ Terrell fails because you're not going to be able to afford both of them. And right. at the end of the day, even with two lockdown corners, if you can't run the ball, if you can't stop the run, if you ain't got a pass rush. Those shutdown corners ain't gonna do shit. Name me a shut. Uh, uh, name me a, a shutdown corner duo that didn't have a front seven that was getting pressure. I'll wait. 
I can't tell you one. I, I just want to know why we want to draft the only position that has depth on this team. Black a box of chocolate. You already got 15 corners. Goddamn, we need another one? Right. <laughs> you brought Eric Harris back to be a safety. You brought the one guy from Detroit to be another safety. You already have Bean Pease literally coming out his mouth saying Jalen Hawkins and Richie Grant are going to get extended time at safety. So why are we talking about, oh, well, we should get Kyle Hamilton. And we ain't even talking about the damn corners we drafted last year. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. You can't just keep adding to a position without having the thought of developing that position. You just throwing players that are expecting them to just shine. You got to teach them. I've seen people talk about taking Tyler Linderbaum. I'm like, dang, we just take two centers in the last two years. What else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. That, at some point, Matt Hennessy and Drew Dahman are going to have to develop. Mm-hmm. Chad, the way that this damn, the way that this damn offseason was going, boy, it was looking like they were about to go punter or kicker in the first round, boy. They were signing the way they were signing for. <laughs> Man, like I said, I just we have to make things make sense. In in order for this team to get better, we can't be talking about we need to get this guy and get that guy. Okay? Let's just make that clear. In order for this team to get better, we can't continue to add even more talent to a position that is still developing. That does how you you're not gonna get better if guys ain't seeing playing time. The problem you can't shoot you can't become a better shooter if you're not shooting. Can we do we do we not know this as Falcons fans though? Have we seen players get brought in and immediately replaced before they even play a damn snap? Deedus or not right. or not I, I look go ahead K Style. Oh my God. Okay. Okay, we, we're getting on pass rushes and stuff, right? And we, we mm-hmm. understand we need sacks. Let me give y'all a perfect example that just happened this past season. Um, Have y'all paid attention to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Right. Hmm. I know where you're going with this. T.J. Watt had 22 and a half sacks last season. I think they was like top five in sacks last season. Mm-hmm. Yep, they was the worst rush. They was the rush. They was the worst run defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Worse than us. Worse than us. Can y'all believe that? They gave up almost 150 yards a game on the ground. And they got yeah. a bowl of the talent on that defensive line. Mm-hmm. That's hard mm-hmm. to do. You know why though? You know why though? I, I saw this. I, I saw this when I was doing research on them. Also, I saw one thing. They adopted that fast and physical philosophy. Mm-hmm. Meaning, which is meaning, not, which is meaning, meaning, all this starting three defensive linemen are about two eighty. So those guys are uh, they're lighter than Grady Jarrett, and those guys are your starting defensive tackle. That's the reason why they gave up <laughs> the most rushing yards in the league. That's why I was, I was told by a content creator that they you don't got to be that big to play nose tackle before. When I was talking about you need somebody actually mm, strong. Hmm, they really told me that Pittsburgh's yeah. nose tackle was around two ninety two, and he does his job well. But well, um, they gave up. Season. They gave up a on average of one hundred fifty yards a game. I wouldn't consider that doing his damn job. 
Yeah, come on, bro. What, what are we talking so you, about? So you, you do need about? strong players at the point of attack. Is that what you're telling me? You do. You do. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, yeah, I didn't even know that. But Pittsburgh had one thing that the Falcons didn't have last year. The run game. Uh, TJ Watt. <laughs> Not the run. Sam Not said it. it. The, the running game. They, it it equalizes. That's what I was talking. That's what I was talking about when I came back. When I was talking about the Rams and the Ravens, the, um, the the Ravens, what they did, they didn't have uh, a necessary. The running game kind of came on a little bit um, later, but it was still bad. It, it was, I want to say bad, but it was subpar at best. Um, but what they did was use the short passing game as an extension to keep help keep that defense off. So their running defense wasn't that good. Aaron Donald, and I'm going to say this right now, uh, a lot of y'all Aaron Donald fans, and I'm an Aaron Donald fan myself, but one thing he does a terrible job at is stopping the run. He is horrible at run defense. Okay? He is bad at it. He's not very good at stopping the run. That's a fact. Which means that which makes that second that that nose tackle Damn. very important. Important. Yep. Who was it over there? Michael Brockers? Now yep. this past season, uh, 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 Alshon uh, Robinson was this past season. Yeah, oh, Alshon yeah. Robinson. Yeah. Hey, he yep. So yeah, he was not a very. He's never truly been a good run defender. If you just look at the history of their their defense and their run defense, they've never been that great. And in particular, him. He get a t- he'll get you 20 sacks. <laughs> so it, it you know that, that it, it balances itself out. But that's why you have to have guys like Ashawn Robinson next to Exactly. Hold on, let me see. I hold on. I, my bad y'all. I'm sitting here. Let's see, look at Team stats. <laughs> but hey, man, I like at the at the end of the day, I like I said, I love the comments. I, I love the comments. But one thing we always say when you come with a comment, come in here with a statement, guess what? Oh, it's gonna be I'm we're gonna ask you a ton of questions. What about this? Who you gonna take if this guy not there? This is the things that general managers they deal with on a daily basis. They can't assume that one that these players are going to be healthy coming in. That's that's a huge problem coming from college because there's not a lot of downtime for these players. So they come in their first year already with injuries. We've seen that before. So you don't really get you don't really get their. Um, you don't really get the true value of that player um, until his second or third year when he's healthy. So we probably have not seen the best of a Kyle Pitts. We probably haven't seen the best of um, you know a Mayfield because again we're talking about guys that just haven't they haven't had that downtime that rest period. There's no rest period for these guys coming out of college because they got to go right after these bowl games. That's why a lot of these players come out of they don't want to play in the bowl game because guess what? They got to go right back to the dang on combine and the pro days. So they don't have any downtime. So again, 
if you're going to get players, you got to get a player that's going to immediately impact your team. And oftentimes, these pass rushes are not going to be it. You're not going to always get a Micah. You're not going to always get a Vic Beasley early in his career. That's not what you're going to always get. Some people shine and some people just spark, man. You got to give them the time of day. Especially with Jalen Mayfield, we know the plan with him wasn't to cross-train in the offseason, nor was it to start. But both of them had to happen because Caleb Bagheri and his, his heart and then mm-hmm. you had Josh Andrews breaking his hand before week one. So we we that's what we got. That wasn't the plan. Right. I want to address something. I want okay, I guess I got something here. Okay. He said, Your problem is that you think we should keep these players forever. When it's time to pay them, you trade them for more picks like New England has done over the last two decades. Great scout is what we needed. Well oh, that's a bad comment. That's, that's bad because the first because the first because the first thing about it is you didn't bring up scouting until just then. Now. <laughs> that's where your first mistake was at. Am I the only one that thinks that's just hold bad on, business? Hold on, hold on, hold on. That case style go. Let him let go. Right. First, first of all, first of all, you just brought up scouting right here. You didn't say mm-hmm. get rid of everybody. This whole damn show. And you just brought up scouting just now. Because when we now, if you talk about keeping players forever, you keep players that are productive. You keep players that's worth their means. See mm-hmm. the issue. The issue about it is instead of blaming Grady Jarrett, instead of blaming Deion Jones, I haven't seen you not once blame Thomas Dimitrov. Blame the scout department for not putting players in situations to where they can develop, which Devontae just said about player development. I knew that's where you was going, so that's why I ain't say it. That's exactly what it meant. You leaving out a, a huge part of New England's game is player development. They have a excellent. They probably have the best outside of Seattle. They probably have the best coaching staff in the league, along with Pittsburgh, Baltimore. They have great players constantly. They're they're able to let guys go because they can develop them. You can't just go around letting guys go and you don't have a replacement. I just want to go. The only reason they're able to do that because they have players behind them that can already replace that production they give them. That's the only reason. Now, let's go back to the Falcons since everybody wants to say we kept players too long. Okay, Grady Jarrett and Marlon Davidson. Has Marlon Davidson developed at all? You know, damn, we don't know. He ain't on the field yeah. long enough to know. <laughs> right. so, so you want to trade him and then expect Marlon slash whoever the hell we draft to just replace what Grady Jarrett has given us since his rookie season. It makes no sense. You have to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you're just trying to bring in players. You're just trying to bring in coach after coach. Oh, man, I, I can't wait we bring this coach in. All we got to do is draft this guy, and he's going to change the franchise. One Realizing he is one of 53. Regardless of whether um, Jay brings mm-hmm. Because you essentially have, you like you said, you, you essentially still have a question mark at the other bookend spot. You got a question mark at this one word called culture. What culture are you trying to set? That's a good question. That's a good question. I want everybody. I want everybody in the chat that's watching the show. 
what culture do you want the Atlanta Falcons to ensue? Do you want them to be dirty bird football? Do you want them to be exciting? Do you want them to be entertaining? Mm-hmm. I mean, ahead, you, I mean, I mean, the generic answer would be is I don't care as long as they win. No, what do you want specifically? Go ahead, Sam. We 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 know we want to play defense. Most of us that are actual football fans um, want us to stop the run. Um, it would be great if we have a running game where you know we are able to average more than two yards a carry for a game. Then you want to talk about culture, but we already know what this fan base wants as a coach. We know this, mm-hmm. and none of it pertains to winning. But those of us that actually fans see, of the game watch the game, see, you know, dissect the game. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Winning is entertaining enough. Know what specific culture of the team you want. Winning, and it's and that's 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 the thing. That's nobody the problem really right there. Nobody really they knows what we want. They don't really know. They just say, okay, this is we wanna we want a team. Like let's just say for instance, everybody wanna be the best, the greatest show on turf, but they don't realize the greatest show on turf had two, three things. They had little, little, they had little, little on the defense. They had Mike Jones, Mike Jones, who? Mike Jones, who? Mike Jones at linebacker. And they had a running back in a Hall of Famer and Marshall Falk who can do everything, Orlando Pace, and we can keep going on and on and on and on. They had a quality team. Please please go back to that last comment with about Arthur Blank. Oh, we going, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. But, no, no. A reason, reason, reason why I highlighted this is because didn't I just say before we got to it? I said somebody was gonna come in and say, yeah. well, whatever <laughs> pertains to winning. That's all that meant. Didn't I just say that? Not even two minutes ago. <laughs> somebody already came in with it. A it should be. Yep. I said, enough. but but I said specifically mm-hmm. that is. This comment con- is too generic. The concept it's- that we're watching now, we haven't seen since Dan Reeves. So a lot of this is foreign to some of these cats of what's going on. We haven't seen the team construct concept a since- little bit on the mic, but then Mike, 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 Mike kind of um, lost. His, I don't know what happened, but we kind of saw a little bit of in 09. Um, but for the most part, you're right. Like, we really – we kind of lost our luster when it came on um, – for whatever reason, after that heart issue, um, that's when, like, Mike, Mike Smith just lost himself. Like, I don't know if what happened, but, yeah, we, we need to get back to it. Because even then, we were kind of struggling defensively from identity. Offensively, we knew what we were, but defensively, Mike, mm, Mike had no clue what he wanted, know what he wanted it from his uh, D line, and that's that's weird coming from a guy that you know went played with the uh, he coached with uh, the Baltimore Ravens. You don't know what you want defensively, so I, I think 
this is one of the reasons why K Styles came up and said um he came up with the like what what are you trying to do offensively? What are you trying to do? Is it gonna complement the defense? How the defense is gonna complement the offense, how the special team is gonna complement both sides of the ball. One thing that right. people don't know when you go when they go back to um the Baltimore Ravens and even the Pittsburgh still a team is they had one of the greatest special teams we ever seen the Chicago Bears um, with um, Devin Hester. Devin Hester was essentially their entire offense. Yep. He was their offense. So the offense, the, the special teams complemented the offense. It complemented the defense. Gave them good, decent field position. So we have to, we have to know where are we going with our teams? Don't just say, all right, we're going to bring in, we're going to draft this guy. Why are you going to draft this guy? Is he going to help on special teams? Is he going to add this to this? Um, is he going to be a backup to Grady here? Is he going to be a backup to this guy here? Like, what's the plan? Why are you doing these things? Yeah, three that, phases of football, and everybody's position is important. I know people like to think about, oh, well, it's just quarterback and whatever Malik Willis does when he throws a fire out, it don't matter. Can your kicker make the kick at a certain time? Can the punter switch the field? Can your kick return to give you some yards? See, it's, it's a bunch of stuff that goes into things. See, but that's why, like I said, that's why I highlighted that comment before because be honest with you, what anybody says, when you ask them the question, so what are you looking for the Falcons to do specifically? What do you want to see? And if somebody comes up to you saying, I don't care as long as they win it, that's a cop out because they don't know what the hell they like. Mike said they don't know what the hell they want. They know what they're really trying to say. They just don't want to say it. Why? They just want to be entertained. Yeah. They just want to hope we need Malik Willis. Quarterback, they happy. <laughs> but, Devonta, you said you wanted to hit this comment about Arthur Blank. I'll let you go ahead and do it. We, we cannot keep looking at the guy who was the sole reason that the Atlanta Falcons are still even in this damn city. Y'all realize he has the right to move this team, right? Right. He's the only reason they have the new stadium. Y'all like to go to. Y'all yeah. love it, right? 80% of that money came out of his pocket. But y'all want to keep blaming him for everything. You can't love the Atlanta Falcons and blame the person that's keeping them here and supporting them. Y'all like the Atlanta United? Who's right. the reason Atlanta United here? Here's my thing. If I, if I if I if I knew I put a whole bunch of money in something and everybody kept 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 trying to throw salt on my name, I pull all my money. I say, hey, here, you take the whole hundred percent. You know what happened to this city if the Falcons ain't here? We'll be Alabama in this bitch. I'm just saying that now. All right, we're gonna be in up like the Seattle SuperSonics. Seeing as how I'm the only person remember, okay. Y'all remember the Braves season back in 1983-84 where you could sit uh, anywhere? Oh, <laughs> I heard about that. You sit anywhere. Woo, Jesus. You could sit anywhere. Okay. For those of you that weren't around when Steve Barcastle was quarterback and blew out his knee and the two following years, that same year, 83-84, you could buy a Falcon ticket to sit anywhere. <laughs> in Atlanta, right. Stadium. On both franchises. See, you 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 entitled so and so's 
Because it's not the guy they want. It's just like what no, Arthur Smith. No, 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 no. We heard all of last year. We heard all of last season. All of last season. You get rid of the white boy, get a mobile quarterback. No, no, no. Mobile quarterback. It didn't matter what ethnicity it was, as long as it wasn't white. <laughs> you got the mobile quarterback. Hmm. Now you ain't got no vocabulary. And now you're still sucking around in the dumps. And you're playing, you're begging, you're begging like an old man to oh go for Malik Willis. But I hope why y'all need to tune in to OG. Is Marcus Mario the dark enough? Is that what we're saying? He not I dark mean, enough. He ain't white. I mean, that, y'all ain't want a white boy. He ain't, white, but I guess he ain't dark enough for you. He might. But here, here's the here's the thing here's the thing and I, and, I, and I'm gonna use that comparable to Arthur Smith and Eric Bieniemy. I'm gonna use that that that's why I said these two are parallel for a reason because if you look at the coaching search, hmm. what was the main popular name they wanted? Eric Bieniemy. Bieniemy. Why? Well, he's- besides, but besides the obvious, but the reason why they wanted to was because. Mm-mm. He was going to bring an exciting style of football, which they saw in Kansas City. Playing twelve years, we 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 know that, but they they see Patrick Mahomes, they associate the enemy with Patrick Mahomes. That, mm. that wasn't the only reason we talked about the first reason earlier. Eric, Andy Reid drafted Patrick Mahomes. Let's get that straight first and foremost. <laughs> right, Airbnb right. ain't called to play in twelve years. <laughs> right. See, when you look at Kansas City offense, like I said, Patrick Mahomes was the new exciting toy in the NFL. They wanted that coach that was associated with that toy down here. When you looked at Arthur Smith, you saw the offense they ran in Tennessee. It's boring. They run the ball. It's just boring. But they win games, too. But didn't we just do that, you know, when we wanted to emulate another team, when we brought in Dan Quinn trying to bring the Legion of Boom down and we won the Legion of Shit? (laughs) We we was the Legion of Cream. That's what that was. (laughs) So we can't keep bringing in one guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's okay style. That was way too much. That was way too much. Why, why do we keep expecting to bring one guy from somewhere else and expecting them to literally just duplicate that team? That don't work. You got to create your own style of identity. I don't care where you at. So hey. if Eric Bien, we would have came down here. It would not have. It would not have been the Atlanta Kansas City Chiefs. It would have been whatever the style of the Atlanta Falcons he could create. Unless he was going to bring Patrick Mahomes over here, we, we you don't know what the hell he got. So let, let so according to everybody, 
let me just let me just say this, and I'm not gonna speak on this no more. Um, but according to a certain person, um, people don't realize uh, John Schuhrup was an absolute failure before he got to the Braves. Y'all do know that, right? Right. Yes, he was. He was, a, he was an absolute failure in Kansas City. A couple of times. Yeah. So he was he was an absolute. Let me repeat that. He John Schuhrup. The same guy we talking about Bobby Cox too because they became uh, general co. Uh, he was Bobby Cox was the president. Um, no, 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 no. That was right. Bobby Cox Bobby was the president, and Jerry and, and was the general, general manager. When they mm-hmm. came together, both of those guys were known as failures. Yeah. Okay. They were absolute failures. So when it all come down to it, with you guys, it only matters. To you guys, when they're successful, what was what Everybody was Kyle Shanahan known as when he got here, Mike? Uh, say it again. What was Kyle Shanahan known as before when he got here? Oh, oh, he the quarterback oh, killer. Oh, say it again, Sam. Say it again. Say it. The quarterback you, killer. You literally destroyed RG three. Literally killed his career in Washington. That man said Legion of Leg Wide Open. And the reason why he I, I I'm I'm gonna highlight that is because <laughs> we made we made this shit famous when we said yeah. that the Falcons in 2020 <laughs> had the Amber Rose Suki Hana slut walk defense. And as y'all know, as y'all know what that means is <laughs> them shit that, that shit was wide open. <laughs> you could you could drive you could drive an Amtrak train through that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, the greatest the, the, the greatest uh quote unquote the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, he was a failure too before he went to play. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. This thing in Cleveland, well you want to talk about a stinking dumpster fire. <laughs> they ain't know if he was gonna be a head coach again, boy. That's how bad he was in Cleveland. Right. He had to go back home to Bill Parcells. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly. right, though. Exactly. You like know I they said, don't remember the OG Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh boy, boy, boy. Mm. Hey. Hey, that boy Belichick went to Cleveland and you the dog pound was on fire. Uh, uh, it, the parking lot was was gravel rock, okay. And they they had oh they had folks grandmas in there trying to sell popcorn and beer. Wow, yeah, that man said it was horrible. <laughs> mm. But hey, but Ghost Peppers here said the culture in Atlanta has always been more flash than boom, and we have been overall a lazy franchise, not preparing to do the ugly shit to make things move forward. Uh, the recent, uh, like if you want to talk about, yeah, yeah recent, I think I think he's talking about, re- yeah, I think okay, he's talking about okay. recent. Okay, okay, that's right. Ninety seven, like I said, they've had spurts where they was doing the necessary things that they they needed to do to change the culture, mm-hmm. but it just hadn't been consistent. Because even when you look at Mike Smith after 2012, mm-hmm. you saw it taught, taking the turn for the worse. You started bringing in Soli and Tyson Jackson and shit to run a dime defense when those <laughs> motherfuckers ain't dime defensive tackles. 
why, why we keep trying to put lipstick on the pig? I don't know. I guess I guess Miss Piggy is sexy to these motherfuckers. <laughs> so y'all not trying to make it look pretty. Look, look, Mike Smith was a defensive assistant. He didn't coach nothing. We brought him over here. Okay. Dan Queen. <clears throat> uh, all I'm gonna say about that is we should have got rid of him in 2017. Right. All right. Hey, look. All right, guys. I hate this. I hate. I hate this. Bust your bubble again, my Wasn't even dead at two point oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What a probable coaching or coach looks like is foreign to a lot of these folks. It's foreign. Now, I'm quite sure Arthur has made, you know, a, a, a mistake or two in his business world. And, it, 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 and you're not going to get everything right on the first. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. All right. First you don't this, succeed. This, this, staff, this staff is the best thing since sliced bread. Because one, they don't, they give zero <laughs> Buttholes about what this <laughs> fan base thinks. That man said buttholes. Now, all y'all that was pissed off and upset and wanted to stop being a fan because we didn't dra- 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 draft Justin Field last year, you might want to take that same plane ticket that you went on a vacation and run that route again. There will not be a Malik Willis drafting. There will not be a quarterback at number eight. We couldn't stop my 92-year-old grandmother from stopping the 50-yard line. Y'all out here talking about a quarterback or Sauce Mr. Delicious Gardner or Mr. Hamilton. You just call him Delicious. Mr. Delicious. (laughs) I'm about to leave this show right now. That's how dumb and out of touch and footballless IQ y'all sound with these quarterback, cornerback safety takes. Ladies and gentlemen, we couldn't stop nobody last year from running the ball. Four guys who you never heard of before they played us had career games against us. But y'all out here talking about a quarterback. So, so, Sam, you think the defense is open for the same arrows as Waffle House? Boy, hey. Close them. Never close them to eight days a week. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey yeah, because you got to make sure you got the cook that got the, the, the arm with the, the fat hanging over the elbow and shit. You got to make right. sure you have one of them cooks right there because you know that <laughs> shit going to hit. That shit going to slap. They, they, they. We're going to be on Suicide Watch again in four, in three days. Mike, Mike know about them All-Stars. Hey, them All-Star brothers specials be the shit, boy. I ain't even going to lie. Like I said, when she got the fat hanging over the elbow, I know that shit. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, y'all don't know. That That's how you know you at a real Rafa house. That that that, that lady that's, that, that's frying that shit up. 
You see that arm jiggling? It looked like um, looked like fat bastard in Austin Powers when she jiggled that arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I mean, I. Oh man! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! We got. Let me see. See what? Yeah, here it go. He said. The fans want the Vic Flash and the Ryan stats at every position. Oh no, they don't want the Ryan stats. That's too much like right. No, 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 no don't dress that up because y'all, y'all said all year and, and, all, and three straight months to fourteen years. Every stat Matt Ryan ever put up was garbage stat. So we ain't gonna no, they ain't gonna let you try that. No, nah, he's talking about everybody else, not his. Not, not his take. I'm saying I'm, I'm speaking in general. Mm. I'm speaking in general. <laughs> hey man, they gave hey. that man not and not and also credit on anything. He couldn't even park the dog on cars right in the parking lot. <laughs> what? Damn, Sam. Hey man, <laughs> remember we went thirteen and three, and I, do you think anybody wanted to get that man any goddamn credit for that season? Nope. Oh shit, they've been trying to get rid of Matt. They were trying to get rid of Matt Ryan after the rookie season. What do you, you expect? Hey, hey, they want to get rid of him after that rookie season, but and nobody said nothing that whole offseason about keep brooking no damn pass covering ass. All that, <laughs> nothing. I forgot about Keith Brooks. And he was covering he was covering like that at Tech. So it, it didn't surprise me at all. Get down the dog on scene for 22 yards. But they didn't they wanted to get rid of Matt. You wanted to get rid of the rookie of the year. You wanted to get rid of the rookie of the year. But Keith Brooking, no pass cover his ass. Oh, y'all love him. He was supposed to be a placeholder until Vic came back. <laughs> Oh, yeah, these ignorant fools actually thought that. We drafted Matt just to hold the slot down to big guys there. Arthur gave that man $116 million to go, to go the hell away. But the thing about it is, why would you draft somebody that high to think that he's going to be a placeholder for a guy to come back two years later? That's a waste of a pick mm-hmm. there. You know they don't pay attention. They want Ron Mexico to come back. <laughs> Woo! People forgot about that name. You don't know that name, do you? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just let that sit. Y'all can do your Googles. <laughs> where is that? Where is that? Hey, hey, if you don't know, hit Google. Now you'll know. <laughs> A lot of them don't even can't even spell Google, let alone find it. <laughs> Hey, look, that's why you got the little feature on your phone where you just speak it into existence. <laughs> but, yeah, man, let's go ahead and start winding it down tonight, man. Um, we're going to get everybody's final thoughts for the night. Um, we definitely appreciate y'all tuning in to us, so we're going to go ahead and start with OG Sam, man. Give him. Give us your thought. I, I think you already did, but I know you got a little bit left in the tank. So give us your final thoughts, homie. I know. Oh, no, not a pretty game. It ain't cute. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, to, to start with, back in the day, guys didn't even have helmets. They had flaps. Okay? Never has been, never will be. It comes down through two things that have been very, very simple. Offense wins games. Defense wins championship. That phrase was coined by Ray Nitschke of the Green Bay Packers. In 1961, and it still holds true to this very day. If you can't play defense, you're going to be walking around here looking like the Bears, Jets, the Bills for about three decades, the Browns for about four decades, hell, us for about five. Wait a minute. So that what was wrong, Mexico was? I just looked it up. <laughs> I thought you were going to go. Oh, wow, yeah. you know that? Well, come on, man. I did. I, <laughs> hey, I look, I heard the name, but I never knew what it meant. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the go. Yep. Wow, yeah, I think y'all might want to look that up for real. For real, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> they, took a, they took a jab at him in Blitz the League. I, fit, I forget which one of the games he's in there on that. I think it was Blitz the League 2. I think, I think C came out right around that time. But that's all you had, Sam. We got to be better. We got to do better. You know this this whole concept of you know wanting all these high, high you know flashing lights, neon lights, and things. I mean, you don't get none of that unless you win in the trenches. You don't. You're not able to do any of that unless you win in the trenches. Throw down the field throws. How you think that happened? Because the team is running the ball, and then you're getting everybody's attention. You get the one-on-ones. If you can't win in the trenches, there is no winning, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. There ain't. There ain't no winning. If you can't run the ball and you can't stop the run, what's the use in showing up? You might as well, you know, you know, change your ID to Coward 18 and stay missing. And we're going to leave it right there. Man, still love that name, Coward 18, bro. Good <laughs> and, look, and look, somebody said, yo, I just looked this up. That man said, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, Devontae, man, what's your final words for the night, man? I'm, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. I don't know if y'all, y'all know about this game called Man Coward. You, you pick the marbles up and you put them at you. The objective is to get all your marbles in one side. Ain't nobody playing Jack. <laughs> you can't you can't build this team like playing man cover, man. You can't grab this one player to put him in this one hole, and then when you don't like him, you get rid of him and put him in another hole, and you keep mm-hmm. keep shuffling the team around. That's not how you build a team. That's not how you win. I'll just keep it like that. Mm-hmm. Right. <sighs> I, I, I guess I'll go and let K Styles close it for um, um I I, I want to make something clear that Sherhoats was a failure. Bobby Cox was a failure. Bobby Cox was fired, okay, before he went to Toronto and then laid an egg in Toronto. He was considered as an overachiever, okay. When you go back and look at Kansas City, those years with Kansas City, those guys barely won 80 games a year. 
and the reason why he came to Atlanta because they sucked. So what he did was come back right. to Atlanta because they loved the way he developed talent, and he hired a guy and Bobby Cox, who was a good developer of talent and a good player's manager. But Bobby Cox, even going back to his years in the Yankees, he was a failure with the Yankees too. All right, He was always considered as a player's coach, a player's manager. So if you're going to say having a year um, where he wins a, a championship, but you have four or five other years where he's barely, he's not even making the playoffs. Is that really a good coach? Because we all know that there's been several teams in this league that then got lucky one year and you never hear for them for the next. And what the next four, five, six years. Yeah. We're one of those things. We didn't actually win it, but we have, Every 10 years or so, we'll win, we'll get an opportunity to go to a Super Bowl. But right. the Falcons are considered to be failures. Why? Because every 10 to 20 years, we'll make a Super Bowl appearance. So if John Sherholtz, previous prior to the Falcons, um, prior to the Braves, was considered a, a success, then what are the Atlanta Falcons? Because, yeah. I just want to. I just want to know. I just. I just want to know that is winning one championship out of twenty years success. Then what is a team that's winning eighteen times out of twenty years? Why are they considered a failure? Mm. I just want to make it make sense. So, K Style, you want to kind of clear that up for me, or you guys want to kick? Clear that up for me. I, I just wanna, I just, I just wanna know. I just wanna know. That's it. I mean, I mean that. I mean that was about damn. That was about as keep it simple, stupid as you could possibly get. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna end it off with this, man. The draft is near. Hold on, no, no I'm gonna end it up with this. Oh. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's it's kind of funny that when you watch certain things on the internet, it's real, real suspicious. And I'm talking about. um, I I I think he's. I think he snorts stuff on a regular. Um, motherfucking skip (laughs) things. Yeah, <laughs> I knew he. I knew. I knew he was going somewhere. Whatever, whenever he sucks his teeth, yeah, he might. <laughs> Come on, skill, 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 skill. Go ahead, K Style. Oh my, I knew he I was going. Look, there. bro, I swear, I swear, I swear to God, this dude. And I never thought I'd see the day that Skip Bayless hates Trey Young more than LeBron James. Man. This fool had one of the most most ridiculous ass takes that I seen today. That made me question his fucking sanity. (laughs) 
This dude said Ben Simmons was a better playoff performer than Trey Young. <laughs> yeah, he did. He that red X, that red X right there, say Lee, right? But he'll be snorting died, dude. That mother be snorting surge. That's what his ass be snorting. Y'all remember that? <laughs> do we not live in the um, internet age? We can't just go back and watch the series last year. We right. can't do that though. Right. But here's the thing: when we talk about trade, when we talk about the Hawks right now, that game, that last game we just played, was real bad. Everybody yep. played bad. And we talk about shot selection. And like I said, Ed, that's the thing that we know about Trey. Yeah, we know he doesn't play defense. What fucking point guard plays defense in the NBA? Hmm. Um, there are about three. About it. I, that's about it. Out of how many point guards in the league? <laughs> I mean, we would have to probably define the word defense because some of them just be out there yelling. Wow. And, and flopping. <laughs> yelling and flopping like Kyle Lowry. So that ain't that ain't defense. Yelling and flopping like Steph right. Curry. Right. But, like I said, for the Hawks right now, you'd have got, you'd have got, you'd have got your nuts snatched off you the last game. Not by the heat, but by your own damn efforts. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to come out and they're going to have to play with an intensity to match Miami. But let me ask y'all a question. When we're talking about questionable shot selection with Trey Young, <laughs> get off the shot. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Damn. Let me let me let me, ah. let me finish this off. Let me finish this off. Let me, I ain't gonna say finish this off because I got another part to do. Let me say this. <laughs> There's two other point guards that have the same damn sock selection that Trey Young has that they don't criticize him for. Uh-uh. You know who those two are. You know, the main one I'm talking about, you want me to give you a clue who the main oh, one I'm yeah, talking he, about? He, he, yeah, that's my birthday twin, so trust me, I know who you got. That's one of the main ones right there. If y'all don't know what that means, I'm talking about Mr. Dame Lillard, who takes the same exact shots Trey Young takes. Mm-hmm. Dame Lillard. And Steph, Steph Curry, they they take some of the worst shots in the in in, in the NBA. They take some terrible shots. Mm-hmm. It's it only look good because they be making them. That's it. They right. still terrible shots. See, see, mm-hmm. terrible. Trey, see, Trey, Trey may be less efficient in making them, but they still all terrible shots. Mm-hmm. But. I know why nobody likes. I know. I know why everybody dogs Trey so much. I know why. And this is my theory on why they dog Trey so much. Because we already know his inefficiency. Because by dog and Trey, it's the D. It's the deify Luca. Luca ain't got nothing to prove. He can He came in with Luca legend. The Luca legend name. Right off Jump Street, mm, so mm, you already mm. knew 
he was going to be a deity. But mm. because Trey and Luca are in the same, there you got to talk about those two. In order to put a guy up here, you got to put somebody down here. And I'm just talking about just on reputation-wise in itself. Mm-hmm. Reason why I say this, I saw Skip Bayless today, the last two days, put a video montage of every three-pointer that Trey Young missed. On one show. Hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I say Lucas game. I've seen it before. There ain't nothing that really impresses me about it. It's the fact that he just big as hell is really what makes it come down to me. That man so, ain't nothing but a popular Tony Kukoc. Might <laughs> better say it again. Tony nothing Kukoc. but a popular Tony Kukoc. So, because you know we still hear. Because the only reason why I'm bringing this up because I still keep we still keep hearing though. Oh, we should have got Luca or. If, uh, like at the end of the day, both teams got the exact player they wanted. We still ain't seen. We still ain't seen the Mavericks get out the first round yet with this motherfucker. Right. Trey done been all the way to the East Conference Finals. I'm just saying. With the same coach. <laughs> with the same. With the same. Oh. Right. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. Mm-hmm. The same coach that took a fourteen and twenty Lloyd Pierce team and took and coached them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. <laughs> Hold on. Look, Lee Coleman said he's a Super Saiyan two Hito Turkle. <laughs> wow, that man. Right. <laughs> Screenshot that. I could have never thought of that. I ain't heard that name in so long, but God, damn. But just think about it, though. Think about it. We over criticize one guy's game, but we under criticize another guy's game. Mm -hmm. They both pretty much. You have the same usage rates and everything. But I use Skip Bayless as an example because he's pretty much got the example of, well, Luca is 6'7", 230, Trey is 5'11", 160. Like, that's going to be the only – like, dude, did you see Allen Iverson? Hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite player of all time, so I sure did see him. 150. 150. 150. Hey, did you see did you did you see the teams Allen Iverson played on? Mm. They was worse than the cat. They was worse than the LeBron James Cavaliers. Let's just say how that's how bad they were. No, you can't hit that motherfucker couldn't hit a layup. (laughs) I'm trying to talk about Matt Geiger like that. 
Look, hey, look. But, but, but the but, other but, one, the uh, the center. Damn, I forget his name. Oh, uh, I forget his name. But, but that motherfucker was so sorry too. All he do is rebound. Aaron McKee, goddamn, what what was his name? Um, was it George they, McKee? They, they, they had Matt Guy, Keith Van Horn, Dikembe was on that squad. Uh, Terry Corbin, um, Tyler uh, Corbin, go. That's it. That's who that motherfucker. No, he was sorry, but. <laughs> But unlike Skip Bayless, his his favorite player in the whole wide world just got swept tonight. Hmm. Hmm. Now where where's the heat? Where, where's the heat and the energy for that? Mm, mm, mm. Never mind. Now, we ain't got time for your trash tonight. Mm-hmm. I bet just... you, I guarantee you he's going to say, <laughs> "Well, okay." Now, I'm, 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 I'm gonna give you the excuse that you probably, if y'all watch. Undisputed tomorrow or watch it on YouTube. The first excuse is going to be, well, Kevin Durant and Kyrie didn't play together all year. Nah, ben you, Simmons you, didn't play. You, you look, at the That'd be a day, bad man, excuse, though. My, my, said, my, thing, my thing is, I, like, I don't... My biggest issue is that That, that we we talk about uh, it's it's we just never hold that same energy mm-hmm. for everybody, and that just not pertains to a KD or a Trey, LeBron, all those guys. There's always a built built in excuse for when you play like trash, <laughs> and there's games where. I've seen Trey Young play like absolute trash on the offensive side of the ball, but he can still give you 10 assists on top of it. Mm-hmm. So is it really trash? I don't think KD can give you 10 assists when he's playing like that. I don't think Kyrie can give you 10 assists when he's playing, when he's not shooting well. So that's that's where I say it's like, even if you're not shooting well, what are you doing for your? Uh, what are you? What else are you doing for your offense? Right. Hey, for so 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 mm-hmm. technically, we cannot say that the Boston Celtics swept the Brooklyn Nets. You know what we say they did? They brushed KD's. They brushed KD's they head. Brushed That's what they did. They brushed his head. We can't do that. That's impossible. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm about look, look, I'm about to say, Brooklyn, Brooklyn got swept so bad. You are gonna see KD with some 360 waves in about another week or two. <laughs> that ball spot probably gonna be bigger in the back. I think. <laughs> and I'm gonna leave that a little bit alone. Um, when you preach and call someone of this man's stature and status. In a certain particular conversation. Now, again, facts. What has he done in the playoffs since leaving Golden State? I'll wait. Um, Facts. Not a spoiler. Facts. He tried to grow dreads with a bald spot. That's what he did. (laughs) Okay. You had a prime situation, a prime opportunity last season. 
And I'm just, uh, I'm gonna call it for what it is. I don't give a damn about the toe being on the line. The result, because your ass cannot carry a team. That is a fact, not a spoiler. He has had the opportunity. Everything that just went on in this series and last year's series. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not taking the 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 high uh, the high road with this one. All y'all basketball pundits out there, come tomorrow morning. I want to see the folks drag his legacy, drag him, drag. That's, that's, that's not gonna happen. Two years in a row. No, no, that's two years in a row. Uh, that's not gonna happen, Sam. That's two years in a row. Do you do you do y'all think that if you don't brush your hair, you go ball faster? Because that's probably what's happening. Around. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but let me just say. Let me say this before we, before we get on a whole other. Hold on, Sam. Hold on. Let me say. Let me say this before we get on a whole, a whole, a whole another level. There's a, there, are, there are levels to being great, okay? There are guys that are top tier. There's guys that are not quite. Guys like James Worthy, um, my opinion, John Stockton, still great players, but he's not a Magic Johnson. He's not a, um, a LeBron or a – uh, a Michael Jordan, a Kobe Bryant, like those are levels to greatness, and I think everybody try to put everybody on this same pedestal when they never were that to begin with. And Man, it's like, hey, hold on, shut up, shut up. And when they don't live up to that Michael Jordan six and old, when we live, when when they don't live up to that Michael Jordan six and old, that Kobe Bryant five and two or whatever it was, um, whatever it is. Everybody's supposed to suck, and I just don't. I, I just think we have these real unrealistic expectations for all types of players, including the Trey Young, including a LeBron, including uh, a Shaquille O'Neal. It's like at the end of the day, if you want a championship, you're a champion. But I do think there are tears to players, and then we got guys like um, Skip Bayless who try to destroy these guys' careers, they've had wonderful careers. But not everybody going to be a Michael Jordan. Not everybody can be a Bill Russell and have 13 titles. That doesn't mean they're not great. So at the end of the day, is KD a Michael Jordan? No, he's not a Michael Jordan. He's never going to be that. But that doesn't take away from his greatness. He's still a great player, but he ain't no damn Michael Jordan. So with that being said, K-Styles, um, yeah, you go. We definitely appreciate everybody tuning in. As you always say, continue to support your boy Six Man K Styles on the road to a thousand. We almost here at 800 as we speak right now. I am calling it before the season starts. Until next time, we ain't here to play. We here to stay. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to go home. Sam? Got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Deuces. Hey, hey, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I forgot what.